We are a human being and we do have spirit and a soul and we need to integrate the two together to really then optimize and amplify our performance and consciousness. Until you know who you are and you can master your mind, understand your value system, your purpose in life, and how you really got to where you are, and you can neutralize those charges and those emotions, being authentic is just a word. Welcome to the Boss Bid Podcast, a place where we share with you the real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance, and learning how to balance it all. It's Danielle here, your co-founder and COO of Boss Babe. Now, I'm really excited about this episode today because I'm joined by a really good friend of mine, Jennifer Evans. She's also known as the Human Accelerator. So how awesome is that as a name? Now, this episode is a little bit different because, you know, Natalie and I love making these podcasts really actionable so that you can, you know, implement them in your business. But this one's going a little bit deeper into the foundations of your business or your career, which starts with you. So if any of you guys have heard me speak before, I always say that you are your greatest resource and it's really important to build on that. And that's what this episode has been about because I met Jen a few years ago. And over that time, she has talked to me so much about the human mind and she's really opened my unconscious mind and really got me to analyze how I show up and how I show up for those people around me and how I show up for the people that I lead and how I show up even on this podcast. And Natalie and I are being very, very intentional about the culture that we're building in Boss Babe. So this is actually something that we've looked in even more. So I asked Jen to come onto this episode today to really start talking about the unconscious mind, talking about how we break through limiting beliefs, how we tap into our intuition, whatever you want to call it, but how we start getting really aligned with what's important to us and building businesses or building careers on things that really matter. And through that conversation, we touch on things like psychological safety. We touch on things about our belief systems and where that comes from. And it's just so, so interesting, a topic that is not nearly spoken about enough. So, The quote I've picked for this episode is, you can't find your passion in your brain. You have to feel it through your heart. And I know there's going to be so many people resonating with that, like feeling like, okay, am I actually doing what I really love? Or do I need to pivot? Do I need to be changed? And how do I do that? So this conversation is just really opening up all of that. Now, We like to sponsor our episodes, but I want to sponsor this episode with talking about the society because as you guys know, the society is the place where female entrepreneurs connect, build and grow. And for me, one thing, not only is the resources in society so, so powerful and you get these amazing success kits, but what's more important is you get to meet like-minded people. And when you start surrounding yourself with like-minded people, that is when true unlocking of your potential, in my opinion, is what really matters. So listen to this episode. If any of you are interested in joining the society, check it out at bossbabe.com forward slash membership. Depending on when you're listening to this, the doors might be open, they might be closed, but join the waitlist so that when we do open it again, you are ready because honestly, it's life-changing. And Jen, it's a lot of content that she talks about today, which was actually in the society, still is in the society. And she also led a special Q&A, which was so, so powerful. And the members got so much of it. So if you're in the space, if you relate to anything that we spoke about, then tag myself, tag Jen and tag at bossbabe.inc because we'd love to hear your thoughts. 
A boss babe is unapologetically ambitious and paves the way for herself and other women to rise. Keep going and fighting on. She is on a mission to be her best self in all areas. It's just believing in yourself. Confidently stepping outside her comfort zone to create her own vision of success. Hi, Jen, and welcome to the Boss Babe podcast. It's such an honor to have you on here. Absolutely the same feelings. Thank you so much for having me. I was actually just reflecting on how all of this has come together. It's a really big week for me with book launch and the program and this podcast, but actually it was you, Natalie, and Boss Babe that really kind of forced me out of my comfort zone to start this whole thing happening. So thank you. You're so welcome. I'm so glad we can do this interview. And I'm really passionate about getting you on because Natty and I talk a lot about what you need to do to grow a business, those kind of outside actions that you need to take. But there is so much inner work that goes on behind the scenes and ways that we all need to be looking at how we're approaching things, how we're thinking and taking real responsibility for that, for whether you are, like you say, having a business and growing a business or whether actually you're working at the career ladder, or maybe you don't want to do either of those things, but you're just really passionate about living your life to the max. And what you're doing and what you stand for and the conversations that we have always left me so inspired around how my brain works, how other people's brain works and how things that we've been through in our past actually affect our future. And I know from conversations that we've had, you had this hugely successful business with like multiple millions But I also know you decided to walk away from that. And I'd really like to kind of start our conversation there as to where you were and how you've ended up where you are today. (laughs) Yeah, big topic. Yeah. The inner work is the real work. That's what we should be doing and have to do before we can lead others. I'm a very, very strong believer that if you haven't mastered your own mind, if you don't know your subconscious value system your purpose in life and what makes you who you are if you haven't neutralized those emotional charges and done that work then how can you lead other people because if you're not a master of your own mind and leading you then who is leading you and therefore who is showing up for other people and I guess the work that I've done to be able to create the science of superhuman program I've had to take myself through that journey and through that work before I felt that I could do that with other people. And it's really interesting to me, our subconscious program and our self-image is not something we're born with. And therefore, is it really us? Unless we do this work, how do we truly know who we are? Because the system gets us by the age of seven and the ancestral history, the belief systems, the environment All the way back to being in the womb, we are switching off and on DNA. Epigenetics is a huge thing that we have now discovered. And so the environment, who we're around, the education system, everything plays a part in our subconscious program and our self-image. And you can't outthink your subconscious mind and you will never outperform your self-image. So the only way to become who we're supposed to be and know what we were put here for is to do the work on that. And it's the most challenging work I've ever done. That's so interesting. And I want to just break that down a little bit. So I know that we're going to have people from various backgrounds listening to this and kind of entering at different levels and this understanding. So I just want to start by saying, can you explain to me and the other listeners, like, what is your subconscious mind? Like, what is that? 
Well, we have a conscious mind, which only operates really 5% of the time maximum. The rest of the time, we have a program that we're downloaded with. And as I said, we're not born with a self-image or a subconscious program. So our parents, their parents, their parents' parents, the education system and everything that we hear becomes part of that program that we run. So how we see the world, how we see ourselves, how we see other people, the judgments we make, which are traditionally from the emotional charges that we have stored both in the body and in the mind. And if we're not in equilibrium, i.e. we've not processed those emotional charges, then we are not in alignment. We're not in equilibrium. And so we judge and we see things through our own program. So, I mean, let's be honest, we're all living in virtual reality anyway. What we see, what we hear, what we feel is all based upon our own program. And so it's very, very easy for us to judge that other people are wrong or that we're different or not right based upon everything that we're taught really by the age of seven. And so that runs everything that we do, we see our self-image for the rest of our life. Now, there's something called cybernetics, which if I guess to break it down really simply, if you imagine an aeroplane or a thermostat on your heating, you set that thermostat and when the temperature drops, obviously the heating kicks in. If the temperature becomes too high, it will bring the heat back down. That's very much like our self-image. As soon as we start to grow and ascend and start to see things differently in the world, our self-image will pull us back down to what's comfortable. And that's basically part of the program. So until we start doing the work on that and decide who created that self-image and that subconscious program, it's impossible to us to break through these terror barriers and really become who we know we can be consciously. Because only 5% of that power comes from the conscious mind. So if you're finding yourself knowing and telling yourself you should be doing a certain thing or you know that you were sent here for more or you're not optimizing who you are or operating at the highest possibilities, then that's because your subconscious program has not been rewired to link to your conscious mind. And if I'm honest with you, that's 99.9% of the population. And it was certainly me, that's for sure. And what made you realize that that was the case? So if people are listening going, well, okay, I relate to a lot of this. Like, was that just the first start of it for you going, okay, well, I'm feeling different. I'm having these feelings inside me. I want to start listening to these. Like, what was the shift? How did that occur for you? Oh, no, it was the same as most people traditionally. Those people who tend to go through an awakening is it's because you're sent contrast or challenging situations to wake us up. So I just spoke to you about the brain needing to be in equilibrium for us to ascend, for us to be enlightened. Well, the universe works in exactly the same way. And so you'll tend to find that if we don't listen to the signs, if we don't notice the patterns, then the messages and the situations and the challenges keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And eventually what happens is you experience something so dark or so in contrast that you have to start looking internally. And we have so much brain noise today. We're so distracted by so many different things. We're not taught to look at the inner journey. One of the things that I find the most fascinating is that the only thing that makes us different to animals is consciousness. We know we're alive and we know that we make decisions and we have consciousness. 
But yet nothing in our education system or our leadership development looks at the mind, emotions, consciousness, connection, communication, why emotions are there. So when you look at all of those things, including wealth creation, they're all the things that makes a human being thrive rather than survive. But yet nothing in our system, in our education system, teaches us anything to do with that. And I find that really, really fascinating. So we're not born and taught to look internally or to deal with our emotions. We're not taught how to connect with others, how to co-create. We're not taught how to communicate or wealth create. So why is that? If consciousness is the only thing that differentiates us from the animal kingdom, why? And I did a lot of research around that, and it's certainly intentional. So when you're not doing that work, this power that there is out there, whether you want to call it God, whether you want to call it divine, infinite intelligence, whatever it is to you, clearly there is an energy, there is creativity out there, there is a higher power. And for me, my experience and all the leaders I've worked with over the last 18 years, eventually, when you keep ignoring the signs and don't do that inner work, challenges will come along to wake you up. And I had a series of those. I've just written about this in the book, but I left home pretty young. I was 16. I made some interesting decisions in life. And while still building businesses, I lost my dad. I self-medicated a lot and I kept ignoring the signs. And eventually, when you don't have self-love and you don't put you first, and I don't mean self-love from a fluffy perspective, I mean really, truly spending time understanding you, who you want to be, what your purpose is, what your values are, something or someone will come along and crash and burn everything to make you look internally. And that's what happened to me. And that's where this journey really began. This episode is brought to you by Masterclass. Masterclass is one of my favorite self-development platforms. And I want to take a minute to talk about it because it's a place that I continue to refer back to every time I'm looking for inspiration and education. So if you haven't explored Masterclass yet, go to masterclass.com slash boss babe and scroll through some of the categories. I think you'll really love it. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every single month. I recently enjoyed watching Anna DuVernay's class titled Reframe Your Thinking. She's an award-winning filmmaker and she walks you through how to reverse engineer a plan to defy your limits and reach the goal that you have in your vision. So not only does Masterclass have really tangible business development classes, but also includes classes in 10 other categories like food, woman lifestyle, music, wellness, design, so many more. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. Right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash boss babe. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash boss babe. Masterclass.com slash boss babe. This year, learn from the best to become the best with Masterclass. The theme of this year at Boss Babe is keeping things simple. 2024 is already off to an incredible start. Team Boss Babe is coming off a huge launch that felt so easy, so stress-free and honestly energizing, which says a lot. Quick backstory, last year we did a full platform audit of the subscriptions, platforms and products we were using to run everything behind the scenes and basically canceled 75% of our subscriptions to go all in on one platform, Kajabi. 
Listen, you guys, when I tell you I did the research, I did the research. Kajabi is our podcast sponsor. And one of the main reasons we had effortless checkouts and amazing customer experience during our most recent launch. The platform has everything you need to build a business online and allows for unlimited ways to diversify your revenue, build your brand and turn your audience into paying customers. We actually used to have a custom membership platform. We moved all of our membership to Kajabi and it looks better and functions way easier than ever. We also used to have different platforms for things like landing pages, funnels, email campaigns, checkouts, you name it. And it is a breath of fresh air to have everything in one place in Kajabi. There's no need to have multiple platforms with zaps tying them all together. Instead, I really encourage you to go all in on one platform and I'm the biggest fan of Kajabi. They typically don't have extended free trials like this, but right now you can head to kajabi.com slash boss babe and get started with your free 30 day trial. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com slash boss babe for 30 days completely free to play in the platform and see if you love it just as much as we do. That's kajabi.com slash boss babe. It's just so fascinating. There's so many points that I want to pick up on there. And I definitely want to come back to the educational point because I think that's like really, really important to touch upon because most of us brought up in Western society, you start going to school at five, six or seven. You start learning about all these external things going on. But when do you actually really start learning how to process your own emotions and how you're feeling? And what are some things that like techniques that people can do as well around this starting to think, okay, right, maybe I am in my 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s now. And some of us might be thinking, oh my goodness, is it too late? And we know it's not, and we want to reassure people it's not. But what are some things that they can start doing that really starts them allowing themselves to understand them and their unconscious mind? Because if we're talking about understanding the conscious mind, opening things up, how do we first tap into that? It's an interesting question. I think the whole reason why I built this program was, I mean, it's angled at business, but it was more around creating conscious parenting. Because for me, my big wake up call was my subconscious program from my father was you need to be married to have children. I got told that I would struggle to conceive. Months later, I was married and a year later was divorced and then had this human being dependent upon me. I wanted that ancestral stuff to stop. Like I really needed to be a better version of me to parent him. And so I couldn't find anything out there that resonated with me. And so it was actually the contrast in life that came along to wake me up. So the science of superhuman and the work that I've done, the rabbit holes I've gone down over the last four years have been from a place of darkness and from contrast. I mean, there's many different people out there talking about spirituality, about leadership, but there's nobody that I felt brought that all together. So what I created was the neuroscience, the neurochemistry, I guess the connection and creativity all rolled into one which also then points at spirituality. So these two opposing sides, science and spirituality, they're both talking about the same thing. It's energy. It can't be created nor destroyed. Some people call it God. Some people call it universe. And some people say it's cosmos and it's science. We're all pointing at the same thing. It's just language. And so meditation and looking internally, those things help. But if I'm honest with you, the whole reason why I created this was because I couldn't find anything out there. And I was so desperate to 
get myself through this journey because just the lessons were just so severe that the only way to really wake me up was to put myself through this and create something then that I could share with the world because I just don't think it should be this difficult. We're all humans. We are all one. We are all connected. We're all here for a purpose, but yet we're still living by 20th century systems and leadership and education systems that teach us that power over and not being authentic and not doing the inner work is not what we're about. And it is what we're about. And that's why I created it. I do think, though, in more recent years that people have started to wake up to that, though, because I think the more recent generations, it is all about authenticity. People are starting to say, hang on, I don't want to see the perfect you. I want to see the raw you. I want to know. That's why I think why social media has taken off so much because people want to see the behind the scenes and they don't always want to see that glossy front. They want to see like, again, with reality TV shows, right? People want to see that raw, authentic side to people. And I do think that that is shifting and that's quite interesting. And I guess that leads us on to the whole conversation around like being authentic, what that means and creating spaces of psychological safety. And you've really influenced mine and Natalie's like, how we're creating the culture at Boss Babe and really understanding how important psychological safety is, not only with our partners, with our business partners, but as a culture, as we grow. And it's something Natty and I are really passionate about. Like we always want when we're working for people, they shouldn't be afraid of doing things wrong because if they're afraid of doing something wrong, then they're not going to try new things. And I think that's one thing that's really interested me about like your leadership and I'd love for us to touch on this about what your career used to be and what it is now, because I think that really stems from that psychological safety within leadership too. Yeah, for sure. So the psychological safety piece for me was one of the first pieces of research that I found that really hooked me and took me down a rabbit hole. So just to jump back before I go there, at the age of 17, got into the recruitment sector. So left home at 16, somebody popped up into my life who saw something in me. They were a recruitment consultant. They asked me what my plans were, told me that my plans were not really me and that I was destined for more. And her seeing me in that light made me realize that I wanted to do that with other people. But because at that time I had a point to prove, I wasn't an academic. Dad wanted me to be a barrister, said I would never go to university because I wanted to understand the world for me and not other people's perceptions of it. I went into a market that was really technical, highly academic, very male dominated. And I was recruiting teams, executive teams that were delivering the world's most complex projects. So think nuclear, rail, oil and gas, big infrastructure projects, those kind of things where it was really, really hard for me. And also I didn't have a degree. I wasn't an academic. And what I noticed was exactly the same things that I noticed in people as a child, because make no mistake, children know the children of today are indigo children as well. Their DNA are completely different. They are more awake than we allow ourselves to believe. And what was happening was all of these people were climbing these ladders or working in teams and they were still riddled with guilt and shame and stress and anxiety, disconnection. It was power over, hierarchy, ego. And I realized that nobody had ever taught these human beings how to fulfill 
their most primal drivers for like autonomy and purpose and connection. And so they were chasing all of these things outside of them. And it got to a point after 15 years of building these teams that the same patterns in every country, in every kind of culture, on every type of project. And I'm talking big, up to 52 billion pound projects. This was huge, huge stuff, highly regulated. It changed the infrastructure of the world, the stuff that we were doing, yet nobody was happy. I can't even tell you one CEO or one director that I remember working with that was happy in all seven areas of life. They might have wealth, but there was broken down in another area. And eventually, with what was going on in my personal life at the same time, I needed to go deeper. And so I started looking at thinking preferences in the brain. So we have preferences, just like a left and a right hand preference. By the age of 25, our neural pathways have settled into preferences. And that means that we have blind spots because where you have a preference, you see a positive lens through, which means obviously there's a huge blind spot somewhere else. And that was a massive issue in teams. Cognitive diversity is absolutely key to high performance, but yet Pulling together a team of different thinkers is great, but you try leading them when you don't even know what your blind spots are or how you think. And then I ended up going down a rabbit hole with some research from Google. Google produced something called Project Aristotle, which looked at 180 high-performing teams over a five-year period. And the number one principle, foundational principle of high performance that they found was the need for psychological safety. And what that means is that people feel safe to be their authentic selves, to challenge, to communicate and put their ideas out there into the world. And so everyone in business wants risk and innovation and scalability and speed, profit, productivity, but yet nobody looks at creating the environment that the human needs to be able to do that. So cognitive diversity was where it started. I realized that human nature is to recruit people into teams and to have friends who think like us because it's safe. Oh, they get me. They like me. We must be destined to be friends or work together because we think alike, which is actually one of the worst things that you can do in growing businesses, believe it or not. So it started with cognitive diversity, then psychological safety. And then I went down a path of looking at flow psychology and flow state. And all of these things started to blend in together. Flow psychology is an altered state of consciousness. And it's the only state of consciousness where all five positive brain chemicals fire at the same time. And It's just incredible the fact that we don't know this openly in the world, but peak performance, high performance comes from psychological safety, flow psychology, and creating a culture where creativity, community, and communication are paramount. But yet no one teaches us about communication either or the neurochemistry of communication and how that works. So they were all of the rabbit holes that I kind of went down doing the work on me, first of all, to be able to create this thing. But what I realized is everybody's chasing high-performing teams. Everybody wants the best brand and the biggest company or the most profit. But it all starts with the inner work. Until you know who you are and you can master your mind, understand your value system, your purpose in life, and how you really got to where you are, and you can neutralize those charges and those emotions, then being authentic is just a word. 
you can on some days be your authentic self, but your subconscious program and your self-image will pull you right back the minute it gets uncomfortable or it's not safe. There's chemicals that are released in telling the truth that are exactly the same as in extreme sports. Like we have primal fears that stop us doing this stuff. And until you understand how that works in your own brain and who you really are, then you can't lead yourself and you can't lead others into authenticity either. So I agree with you. People are using the word authentic self more. I believe that there is a desire for it. And I do believe we're at a tipping point of real change happening, but I don't believe anybody else in this world is showing people how to really do that. And I had to do it because the minute I put myself through this and believe me, it's been the hardest journey <laughs> I've ever been through. I realized it changed me as a parent. It changed me as a person. It changed everything in my life. Probably won't have time to go through the whole journey and the awakening, but I had to share this with the world because I truly believe that's why I've been put here. And I truly believe that all the contrast that I went through in life was for a purpose and it's to help other people that are ready. It's not right for everyone, but the people that are ready, there's now a process, there's now a program to take them through. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited by this. And I've just literally been hanging on to your every single word. I want to delve into a few of the points that you were making in a little bit more detail. So we're basically saying to really become like conscious leaders we first need to start with the inner work which is really understanding like who we are and you gave us some recommendations around like meditation just a stepping stone in that and I appreciate this so much that you can do that but what else are a couple of things that people listening like okay I really want to start like understanding who I am is things like journaling part of really understanding doing inner work yeah I mean these are things that help once you start playing around with your subconscious mind the thing is, when you start playing around with the subconscious mind, it's like peeling away layers and it's like an onion. <laughs> so you've got to be ready. You know, you've got to be ready to do this because it isn't easy, but it's so worth it. So I'll give you a for instance. If you don't understand your own value system, now values is thrown away around so much and it's a throwaway comment really for a lot of people. Oh yeah, you know, I've got values. I'm not talking about social idealisms here of be kind, be a good person, do this, do that. That's other people's social ideas. I'm talking about values that arise and are determined by your conscious and unconscious voids. So as a child, it doesn't matter how great your parents are. As a human, you have needs. When those needs are not met, you create a value system in the subconscious mind. Okay, That value system drives every decision that you make and everything you do on a day-to-day -day basis. You won't know it, okay? but you will get up in the morning and your brain will seek out things to do that fulfill those voids, that value system. So when you start to really look at who am I, what created me, what have I not processed emotionally, what are my values, what are the things that I do without any motivation, and what are the things that I tell myself I should do, or I must do, or I could do, or I ought to do, they're social idealisms. You don't have to tell yourself to get up and do the things that are in your value system. And when you can link your work, and when you can link your life to the value system, your subconscious brain drives 95% of that activity without you even realizing it. So for example, you know me, I could sit at this desk that I'm sat at now for 20 hours a day and just do this work because my value system is one, communication, two, connection, three, co-creation, four, wealth creation. Well, why? Because 
I didn't have that when I was growing up. So now that's my value system that I personally have to fulfill for me to feel in alignment and happy. But also now that's the work that I do out there in the world. So I'm constantly driven to do this work because I don't even have to think about it. So that's one thing to do is really look at your value system and who you are. And I don't mean social idealisms. It's great to be a kind person. I'm not saying that social idealisms are not great, but that's not who you really are. That's other people's projection of what you should be. And so when you start to look at that value system, then you start to really realize what your purpose is. There's your thinking preferences. You know, there's four different thinking preferences in the brain and that creates blind spots. And you really need to go deep into, okay, what do I avoid doing? What kind of people do I find challenging because they don't think like me? And therefore, where is there a blind spot around that? And all of this is obviously spoken about in the program and what I did with the society that was part of this in there. And we had some great feedback on that, actually. It's really not difficult stuff. It's just that nobody teaches us how to look inward and to have these exercises. So it's about self first. It's the I inside of the we. You can't be a leader and you can't be grow a team or grow a business effectively, sustainably at the highest possible potential until you do this work. So, you know, we have intrinsic drivers to be able to direct our own life, mastery, the desire to learn, explore and create and purpose, the desire to matter and contribute. But yet all of this noise externally and all of the things that we're told at school and let's be honest, at school, if you've got a good memory, if you've got a great hippocampus, that part of the brain is well developed, you're a grade A student, the creators are the disruptors, right? The people who we actually study in school were the creators, the travellers, the innovators, the disruptors. Yet, don't be like them, but we should study them. So think about all these programmes that we're downloaded with. Don't ask questions, makes you weak. Don't be creative because that makes you disruptive. If you want to be a grade A student, sit over there and do everything that I do and listen to everything that I say and just be able to tick a box on an exam paper and off you go into the big wide world and you've got no skills whatsoever to thrive. So there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot. I feel like we need to do another episode on conscious parenting as well, because I think there would be a lot of people who would tune into that because, I mean, I don't have children, but I'm seeing, and my mom was a teacher, and I'm seeing a lot of things you're saying I really relate to, and I could see because I did try and be that student, that A-star student who sat there and did what she was told. And if I look back on people I went to school with and who's doing what, it's really interesting, actually. I was more academic than my brother, at certain points in our life that was deemed like okay well one's cleverer than the other but it's not it's just where you are in the school system and I think it is a shame that the school system is kind of particularly in the UK anyway is kind of funneling people into thinking one way or the other and actually that's not what the world needs and that's not what we need as a culture to grow so really really interesting point and we definitely should come back to that so bringing it back for this episode around like business and etc and I, I just really love what you're saying about starting on that inner work and moving through that and that cognitive diversity and really like understanding that you need that in your teams, being able to co-create with someone who thinks different to you. A challenge that I've really worked overcoming is actually being able to say no and being able to say, I disagree and being able to say like, actually, I hear what you're saying, but I don't agree, but able to feel like I can voice an opinion I'm not saying that my opinion is the only way and neither is the other person, but we have that like 
intellectual conversation around the differences of opinion, which ultimately is how we've allowed Boss Babe to grow because we invite those conversations. So do you feel like that's a really important thing? Obviously, you do believe this is an important thing to have in business, but how do we create the psychological safety for people to be able to voice it when we are even if you're on a big team or if you're just starting out or if you're in a career, we're always interacting with people. So how do we create psychological safety? Is it that we create it for ourselves or is it that we create it for others or is it a mixture of both? Well, you can't create it for others until you create it for yourself. So there's three parts to my program. So Everything that runs through it is psychological safety, flow psychology and culture and environment. And by that, I mean creativity, a conscious community and effective communication. But the three areas are self first. So unleash the leader inside of you, lead self first. Then we look at doing that with teams and then we can create a culture of creativity, community and communication. You can't get yourself into flow state very easily, certainly not intentionally, until you've got psychological safety of being who you really are in the world. And you can't be who you really are in the world until you do this work and you rewire the program because your self-image, I haven't met anybody yet who hasn't done deep, deep work like this, who has a self-image that's really them because you're not born with it. So where does it come from? Well, it's the conditioning, it's the environment, it's the people, it's the education system, it's the things that we hear. Don't do that. You're just like your mom. You're just like your dad. Stop being disruptive. Being creative isn't going to get you a grade A. You know, it's all these things that create this self-image of I can't be this because and you absolutely can. Like you really, really can, but it takes work to do that. So psychological safety comes from authenticity and authenticity comes from knowing your values, what your purpose in life is, what your thinking preferences are. So you can be open about your blind spots, because if you don't know where your blind spots are, our brain is an amazing electrical piece of equipment like the best on the planet but it's also lazy it's a pattern seeking machine and it's here to protect us so even knowing what your blind spots are means that you're more now open-minded to the fact that other people's opinion is validated and of value to you because you know you have a blind spot well most people just think everybody else is crazy and wrong it's black and white isn't it if you don't think like me then you know you're wrong and that's pretty much how a lot of us are conditioned so psychological safety starts with self and the individuals in the team until they're safe in themselves knowing who they are what they were put here for what their value system is and then you link their role in the business to their value system but also then you have to communicate in their thinking preferences one of the biggest pitfalls i find in business is that a ceo creates a strategy and communicates that strategy to the whole business and in all of their external marketing but the voice is heard in their thinking preference which means that at any time really up to 75% of people are left on the table because the way it's communicated isn't in their thinking preferences they don't get it it's like okay well I'm just here for a job then because I don't really fit I don't get where you're going why you're getting there and I can't build trust with you because your voice isn't resonating with my pathways so there's such simple things that you can do with your marketing externally and your communication strategy internally just doing that across the four different thinking preferences in the brand 
brain. So if you can link somebody's value system to the role that they're in, so their subconscious mind drives them to do that work every day, then their role is linked to the bigger picture in the company. And we're communicating in everybody's thinking preferences in the company. That one act I can't even tell you the difference in performance and also happiness and health in the individual. Stress and anxiety is just something that people accept now as a way of life. Well, look at how many billions of pounds or dollars organizations lose in sickness or disease or various different things that people go through. And all it is, is that we're looking for a community. We're looking for a tribe. The need to connect now overrides the need to survive. And that is why you are looking at stats in suicide going through the roof with millennials and also men under the age of 45. Now the biggest killer is suicide because our need to connect with one another. We don't need this fight and flight response. We don't need to be flooded with cortisol. We don't need this power over mentality. The human brain has evolved. We didn't even know that mirror neurons existed in the brain 30 years ago. And we can't access mirror neurons without oxytocin. Yet everything that we're taught at school is about power over. It's not about connection, communication, understanding emotions. So what's happening is, is that we're completely disconnected. We're lonely. The stats on that are just through the roof. And so what happens is people can't connect and therefore people just want to disconnect from the world. And it honestly isn't needed. And that was one of the biggest drivers for me. You know, it's in the book. I tried to commit suicide when I was younger. And I'm going to make sure that this work that I've done is accessible to as many people as possible because it really doesn't need to be this difficult. Honestly, everything you're just saying there, I just really, really resonated with. And you're so right when it comes to thinking preferences as well. And one thing that I've really learned as I've kind of gone on my own leadership journey is how you say something, someone else perceives it as something else. And we're all just in our own stories and we're all just kind of running Everything is how you perceive it from you. And I think just really recognizing that as a leader has been really opened me up to really understanding how I can communicate better. But with those five thinking preferences, and I really see what you're saying there about, okay, whether it is in a marketing, like, and we know some of them, so some like, like audio learners or like visual learners. So we even know when we're learning things, how we interpret it. Are those learning preferences the same as our thinking preferences are those the same things yeah so there's four different quadrants in the brain obviously you've got prefrontal and then we've got sort of the lower mind and what we have is we have people that are very data driven very analytical who build trust in very different ways to those that are process driven and then we have the big visual strategic thinkers and then we have the emotional connection people and they build trust in different ways they communicate in different ways they receive and interpret communication in different ways some need to see things in lists some need to see things in pictures that's not really sort of around the thinking preferences it's more around the way the neural pathways fire and how the work that we do and the people that we gravitate towards are more around the thinking preferences that we've developed. And some of it is, it's that nature nurture thing. Mainly we develop them by what we were rewarded with as a child. So if you get told you're really good at maths and that's a really positive thing, then the brain is going to seek more dopamine. And as you were younger, you got rewarded more for that. And so the preference starts. Some of it from a nature perspective, you can't control, but 
50% of this is environment. Honestly, we have transcription genes that are switched on and off in the womb. And everybody thinks everything is genetic. It's not. The environment dictates at least up to 50% of who we become. So we can use that, though. We can use that in our understanding of ourselves and where our blind spots are, how we communicate with our team, but also the messaging that we put out there, both in a way of building sales and building your business and from a marketing perspective, but also from a connection and a culture perspective. And these are just really small hacks. I mean, they sound like big things. They're not. How do we find out people's thinking preferences? Like, Obviously, leaving the marketing aside, like in our teams. So how do I know what my thinking preference is? Well, there's a process that I'd need to take you through. There's different pro. It's really difficult to do that on here without probably spending another hour going through it. But uh, <laughs> it's really interesting as well, because honestly, until you know this about yourself, everybody's chasing this flow state. And people don't know it, by the way, but flow state is what we're all chasing. They reckon now the altered state of consciousness is four trillion dollar market. And when you put that into perspective, that's one sixteenth of the global economy. That's big than the GDP of Russia or India and 25% of the US economy. And that's from a both positive and a negative. So we're spending this type of money chasing this state and this level of consciousness because it's so powerful and because what it does for human beings. I mean, we're talking about 500% productivity per person per day in flow state. You'd only have to work one day a week compared to the rest of your colleagues to be able to be as productive. And our ability to learn goes up by 490%. So there's many things that we can do to get ourselves into this state of peak performance. But what I have discovered and what I've tested uh, for many years now is that it starts with psychological safety with self, flow state with self, and building flow and creativity and communication into the DNA of the organization. Because you can't chase this in a business until you do it yourself and then you build it into the culture of the organization. Mm, so true. And like you say, so powerful when you really, really tap into it. And I know you mentioned it earlier. You very generously came and gave your time to all our members of the society. And you did a whole success kit around your own values. So what we spoke about earlier, understanding your values to build your business upon that. And I know loads of people will be listening to this who are actually thinking, okay, I'm starting to really understand this, or I feel like I'm in alignment, but I want to tap into it more. But there'll also be others kind of very consciously thinking, well, actually I'm out of alignment and I need that. And the feedback with it was absolutely phenomenal. It was like a $4,000 program, bless you, that you taught. And it was absolutely incredible. And it is still in there for all of our members, if you are a member of the society. But I think that was one of my first experiences of like seeing this work in action and seeing the response of everybody who's doing it, just being like, wow, this is mind blowing. And this really does alter. And I think like we started off actually just talking about this podcast and, you know, we said, it's all very well, you doing X, Y, and Z on an action base. But if you are not really in alignment, if you are not being able to get into that flow state, if you are not able to help those people around you awaken to what their flow state is, what their values are, I think that you're only really just like scratching the tip of the iceberg. There's so many deep layers to this. And I'm so excited to delve into it personally more because I feel like I'm only just scratching the surface, even though I've already started on this journey. So I know there's probably going to be so many questions for you, Jen, after this podcast. So I just want to give you this opportunity to let people know where they can find you. I know I love watching you on social media. So do you want to just kind of let people know your handles and where they can find you on LinkedIn? Because there's going to be a lot of reaction from this. 
Yeah, sure, sure. And just to pick up on that, honestly, if it wasn't for Boss Babe and for yourself and Natalie, I'm not sure I would have ever have put this work out there into the world. But when you asked me to help you because you needed a favour, there's no way I could have said no to your community and to you. And that made me really go deep into what do I want to share and how do we do this quickly? Flow and creativity and connection, psychological safety, it's a 21st century skill and our educational leadership is based on 20th century thinking. So this is new work to people and it's only going to resonate with the right people. But I believe the platform that you're creating is at least giving people a chance to access this and to become the best version of themselves. There's a, a lot more that we could go through for sure. However, yeah, for now, <laughs> I think we've covered quite a lot. We will obviously do more work together in terms of these types of podcasts. But if anybody wants to know more about me or the work that I do or wants to work one to one, I'm also going to be hosting some events. I'm putting myself out there. Thanks to you guys. So LinkedIn, it's Jennifer Evans and you can search under Human Accelerator. I'm jennifer.l.evans on Instagram. They're probably the two main things. And my website is human accelerators with an s.com as well and that's where I'm going to be starting to upload some of the video content that I've started to do because yes Danielle you forced me out of my comfort zone myself thank you so I now can actually sit in front of a camera you know it's so easy for me to sit here and tell you all these things about the brain and what you need to do I'm still living this myself like, I don't want anybody to put me on a pedestal here yeah I've spent years and years going deep into this and rewiring myself but I'm still breaking through terror barriers. I'm still learning every day. I'm still asking for help. I have coaches. I have mentors. I still reach out to people. and I don't want people to think that there's something wrong with them because that's what we're conditioned to do, isn't it? Asking for help makes you weak. You should know all of this yourself. Just get your head down, action, 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 breakthrough, breakthrough. Well, no, actually, that's not, that's not how it's supposed to happen. We are a community. We are all one. We are all sent here for a purpose. And I think if we're going to raise the level of consciousness on this planet and connect more, then we need to be real and authentic. And we are a human being and we do have spirit and a soul. And we need to integrate the two together to really then optimize and amplify our performance and consciousness. So if you're feeling like this was drinking out of a fire hose, then it's okay because that's how it all starts with most of us. But there will be things that have landed in your subconscious mind that are going to start scratching away just by listening at this. If that happens, then I would love to connect with you. And I will definitely be giving you guys details of where I'm going to be hosting a two-day workshop, which is just the first module of the program, which is the inner work, unleashing the leader and really discovering your values and purpose. And I would love your community to be part of that. I'm mean, just going to say, because you started off by saying thank you to me, but I really think I'd love to say thank you to you because the value that you have delivered on this podcast and the value that you have delivered in the society is just amazing. And I, I just think there's so many things to be taken away from this. So thank you for your time. Please tag Jen and myself on Instagram and just let us know if you'd be interested in one in conscious parenting. Let's see if there's going to be some interest for that as well, because definitely I'm really excited to host something like that. And I know Jen, you have a lot of expertise on that too. And I think it's a conversation worth having. So if there is interest, let us know. It's outside the business side of it a little bit more, but if there is, if there is a call for it, let's host it. So tag us and let us know. But in the meantime, thank you very much, Jen. It's a pleasure as always. You are welcome. 
If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you subscribed and left us a review. Let us know what you enjoyed, what your main takeaways were, and who you'd like to see appear on the show. As a special thanks, we'll send you a copy of our Boss Babe 25. Now, this is an awesome resource. It's the 25 essential things that you need for personal and professional growth. We've included everything from must-have products to books to rituals. This guide literally covers it all and I know you're going to love it. So if you want your copy, simply leave us a review and then send a screenshot of your review to podcast at bossbabe.com. We love bringing you experts and interviews from other successful business owners so they can talk about their experiences and share information, tips, and what has worked for them. However, remember that the opinions or advice of our guests and as the hosts should not be taken as personal, actionable advice and as given as general information and education only. Please always remember to consult a qualified professional before implementing any medical, financial, legal, or other business advice to ensure it will work for you or your business. Boss Babe is not responsible nor liable for your decision to implement anything you hear on the podcast. Please listen and act responsibly. The opinions of our guests do not represent the opinions or views of Boss Babe, Danielle Canty, or Natalie Ennis personally and are meant as information and general education only.